No, Jamaica has a Quidditch team. Did you know that? Stop but, but what do you mean? The yeah, ball stick yeah. them. Jamaica, we have a Quidditch yeah. team. Hey, enough yeah. people selling all their beliefs. Chip, come on. <laughs> To Wizard Them, Wizard Them World Podcast from the Voices of Black Britain. I'm Alex. I'm Lids. I'm Jayanne. And I'm Timmy. All right, let's get into the show. So we're four like lifelong Harry Potter fans, recognizing that this whole fandom is very, very pale. It's very, very demelanated. Quite pale. Quite. <laughs> Unseasoned. Whenever a black Harry Potter fan comes into the fore, it's as shocking as that guy from the third Harry Potter film who's just telling everybody about the Grim. Oh, stop yeah. it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, the Grim, you idiot. Like, not the Grim, you idiot. The Grim. Are you? Like, stop it. And you're like, what? Another black Harry Potter fan. So it was happy to kind of collaborate with everybody here today to chat about all things Harry Potter and we're gonna you know see where it goes every other week every fortnight we'll come together and chat about ah, the fandom That's so it. yeah so this episode is an introductory episode so we're gonna just run through some stuff we may go all over the place but that's it that's just the way it is and we will touch on <clears throat> the author she who, she who must she not, who be not be named the dark the dark lord or whoever Stop it is it. Bobby, you know. the white witch <laughs> the white witch that's it that's the one so we're gonna talk about all this stuff our houses and everything but introductions to who we are so i'm alex holmes so i'm a writer my house is ravenclaw if you see these clips my, i've got my ravenclaw mug in my hand and um the magical creature i like I like the Niffler in Fantastic Beasts, you know, the little mole thing that steals all the jewellery. I don't know if you mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 man. yeah. That's a that's, that's thing. I don't even know if he has a name. Who's next? I'll go next. So I'm Lydia, but everyone calls me Lids. I'm an educator, but also create content. So I write and host my own podcast called Command Plus B. And I'm a Hufflepuff. And you know what? When it comes to being a Hufflepuff, I've had my ups and downs with being a Hufflepuff because we know how people feel about that house. But I'm here to represent now because I've, I've accepted it. I've reached acceptance. <laughs> and I can see the traits that Hufflepuffs have. And I definitely do fall into some of that. So I'm accepting that now. And in terms of favourite magical creature, probably the Hippogriff. Because if you know what the Hippogriff is like, they're very proud creatures. You, if you treat them one way, they're not going to have it. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like I'm very much like that. But... You know, if we get off on good ground, then, you know, you'll have a friend for life. Stop. I go next. I'm Jayanne. I'm a Gryffindor. Just oh, letting God. you lot know <laughs> from <laughs> now. Here we go. We've even, go. even got, the copper, the got the copper mane as well. Come gang, on. Gang, Come on. Do you know what I mean? Lioness <laughs> up in here. Oh, but, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I, I do too many things. I call myself a multi-potentialite. Founded a couple of platforms. One in beauty called Culture. One in gaming called Black Girl Gamers been a gamer and a kind of nerd for a very long time had hard times accepting it and finding my tribe so i'm super super glad to kind of be here my favorite magical creature so i love mermaids i'm a 
Pisces and I love mermaids. I don't like the Harry Potter mermaids. <laughs> so I'm at like a yeah, like I'm in like a juxtaposition here because mermaids are my thing, but them things ugly. Like ugly, I don't. That's the word. That's them. They were ugly. So I'm. I mean, hippogriff was gonna be my next one because obviously you know them man there, but. Just prettier mermaids, just prettier mermaids. The thing about hippogriffs, they can suss out bad vibes, people. That's why I like it. Truly. That's it. They'll box up your Truly. club. Timmy. My name is Timmy. I am a content creator, business founder, very much in the realm of all things nerdy. That's my bag. It's what I love. I'm a Slytherin. I'm here to change people's perceptions of what a Slytherin is. We're not all evil, bad mind people. Listen, we are one of the greatest houses to exist. Oh my Lord, right? Cozy passion. You sound a real Slytherin yeah, right now. Really, you sound a real Slytherin right now. We in Slytherin, right? Respect that. My favorite magical creature easily is the Hungarian Horntail. I've always been fascinated by dragons. I think dragons are one of the most amazing creatures in any kind of like fantasy like realm. So yeah, definitely. <laughs> No, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Is the Horntail the one that Harry had to fight? That's the, the one. That's the one Harry had to fight. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. So, the, evil, so yeah. the evil one, the one that mashed up the whole school. It's not yeah. evil. It's not you. Slytherin. Listen, you, how, tell me how you would feel if you get chained to a rock, yeah? It's and true. Forced to you fight can, what you're not going to do is come on a boy. podcast with black people and talk about chains. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> this ain't the all, right way. All I'm saying is respect the Hungarian Horntail, innit? You didn't ask to be there. All right, cool. You know what? Yeah. I, I love that. We have multi potentialite. I love that phrase. Jay, you better, you better, you better trademark. trademark that or something. So we got a writer, we got content creator, we got educator. So we're good. I did want to ask actually so, <laughs> why did we call it Wizard then? How did we get here? I think we were just brainstorming a lot of names and wanting to sound black, but not too black, but sound British and not too British. And I think I said to you jokingly, like, Wizard them. Like we used to say, like, man them and girl them. And it just stuck. And it, and it just stuck. It just stuck. Like, the mm. wizard them, innit? Mm. So we do it for the wizard them. We, we do it for, it for the, the wizard them. We do it, it for the witch them. Me and the wizard them are going down to, you know, to Hogsmeade. Really? Okay, well. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Two twos and Hogsmeade, yeah? I like. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> we're going down the street with the wizard them. Yeah, man, I like that. Because um, with some of the ideas that were floated around, I think I put the House of Black it sounded more like a fashion a fashion mm, <laughs> so, yes a bit too on the nose but yeah you're yeah, the so. ones where like the a is like a nose the b yeah house of black <laughs> tuesday oh. would be like saying that we're related to Beatrix lestrange mm. and serious black and thing like that and you know mm. they would have just cigaretted us out of that wall real quick that's it, family real, that's it. you know the racism would have come true quick so <laughs> I just feel like yeah, yeah. they said black but not real blacks yeah. okay so <laughs> No, when I first read that in the book, when it said the Noble House of Black, I think that was like the fifth book. I was like, okay, so is it going to be black people? Um, That's what I no, thought too. You know? No, I thought that too. Like maybe like mixed, you know? Like <laughs> no, like the they removed Sirius, and he's full on white. Could you imagine what they would have done if there was black people Listen. in their family? Listen, they removed Sirius because he ran away, like literally ran away. Same thing. Okay. He, like, he didn't even. He just said, "I'm tired of all of you," and they burnt him off the thing. Nah. Madness. I wanted to ask about the houses and stuff, but it'd be interesting to figure out what we think about the fandom itself, what we think about this space going forward, going through. Because as we mentioned at the very beginning, a bit of a white space. Yeah, it didn't really feel, for me anyway, it didn't really feel like much of an accessible 
space for me. Like, I only really just claimed standing fandom ship, like, last year, really and truly. I knew that I loved Harry Potter, but it wasn't until, like, I really sat down and said, like, I actually loved this wizarding world and whatnot. And when I started to look around online, trying to find who was kind of interested in this stuff, I couldn't find anything. I had to start, like, DMing people and asking them, are you a Harry Potter fan? And asking yeah. them and seeing, yeah. you know? I don't know whether it's this element of shame around it or, you know, the kind of the way that it's perceived, but I just wanted to get your thoughts. Yeah. You know what, it's mad because like, how long have we actually known each other, Alex? And it's only recently that we've actually started talking about like our love for Harry Potter. Mm. And I think that kind of speaks to it. I've always been a Harry Potter fan since I read the book, but when I was like 10 or something like that, and the universe just became what I loved, but I never really had anyone to share that with growing up and being at school it felt very white. There wasn't any other, you know, black friends that were really into it. And I think also if we think about the backgrounds that a lot of our families come from, whether it's like Pentecostal yeah. or like Baptist or whatever mm. it might be, yep. having that kind of church upbringing, things like magic, that's not going to run. Do you know what I mean? But luckily I had parents that were very, very open and they like, you know, made sure that we were creative and we just did the things that we liked. So I thank my parents for that. But for other kids, that might not have been what they had. And so that's why I think something like this is so important because it's like we wouldn't have had that community when we were growing up. But it's nice for us to actually explore that now as adults. Yeah, for me, I remember bringing the first Harry Potter book to my nan's house because my nan's like Christian, Christian. My mum's not, but my nan is. So I'm kind of like, I'm not, but I was raised as one initially. And I remember bringing it to her house. She was like, get that devilry out of my house. And I was sat there and I looked at her and I was like, I'm reading it anyway. <laughs> and she, <laughs> she, she literally couldn't do anything about it. And maybe me and Timmy, it's slightly different where you're in like very nerdy spaces. You're definitely going to find mm. people who love yeah. Harry Potter. If those spaces are not accessible to you or you don't feel like you can even like apply, you're not going to potentially find that ease to find other Harry Potter fans, which, you know, I get as well. Definitely agree with Jay because like, I think social media birthed fandom. So things like Harry Potter and gaming and anime and all that kind of stuff, people easily found each other when it came to having discussions about Harry Potter. But I think what happened with the Harry Potter franchise specifically was that once the movie stopped being made, there wasn't that discussion anymore because people mm. kind of thought like there's no need for it. Yeah, and it's true. like, okay, well, Harry Potter's not being updated. There's nothing new. So why do I need to be discussing this fandom? And I think everyone knows at Christmas time, okay, Harry Potter movies, watch it for December and then move on. But I feel like there's something about the Harry Potter fandom that isn't really accessible to everyone. I feel like you have to almost be like a die-hard, hardcore Harry Potter fan with, like, the Deathly Hallows tattoo. All of that. All of that kind of stuff. And I don't really know why. Like, you can still love the franchise without being, like, this die-hard fan. And, I, and it's very, like, occupied by white individuals. Not saying that's just how the cookie crumbles, because, like, we only really had, like, Dean Thomas to kind of, like, hold on to. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna get into that as well. Like, I just... Like, we gonna get me, into that. For me, like, as a person... Anything I'm a fan of, of, it doesn't have to dominate my personality and my style right, of dress. Exactly. And I'm sorry, some of these Harry Potter fans, they be wearing exactly. everything. And I'm just like, do you have any other personality traits? Anything else that you like? Anyway, I'm not going to judge, but for I me... mean, I, I get it. I get it. Like, yeah. some people hold on to things quite close to heart, in it? But I feel like when it becomes a point where you can't even criticise the space, or you feel like the space is the beat on end all, then we have a problem then it becomes very problematic. <laughs> I can't, like, why are you wearing everything Harry Potter? That's me, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I'm gonna sit there and look at you like, 
you just got nothing else going on for life. J.K. Rowling is, is your is your girl. Like she who must not be named. Oh, sorry. She who must not be named. The white witch. The white witch. The white witch. <laughs> of the north. That's what she said. I was saying to my sister the other day actually because I was telling them we're doing this podcast and you know I was gonna go to the forbidden forest until Omicron got in the way and like skedaddled on my chest, and I was like, right. So I want to do all of this stuff. Go get my wand, all of that. She was like, like you know, it's actually kind of cool. Like this is the kind of thing that you like, and I was like. If you see me in a cloak, yeah, that's how you know I've, I've, hit, I've, hit, uh, I've hit a certain, not a low, but I've hit a certain space, okay? <laughs> the moment you see me in a cloak, not the cloak, the snake <laughs> then you cloak. know that I've just had enough. Just around the place. I was like... They need to be do-rag cloaks. That's what they need to be. <laughs> you know that scene? House of Black. House of Black. <laughs> you know that scene Snake comes up behind Ron and Harry and he... Fix up his sleeves. Alex, do that. I see Alex do that. When you bash him with the book as well. That was the blackest thing I saw in that movie. I love that scene so much. It was so unnecessary as well. It was like, it was actually just targeted bullying. Right. Snape is a real one, man. They weren't the only ones talking in that classroom either. I want a Ravenclaw Durag. That would be bang. That would be it. I'm making a note of that. Yeah, we have to roll up all of us in our yeah. durags. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, for true, for true. And the thing is, like, growing up with the fandom as well, like, so I was in the forums. Like, I'm not gonna lie, there were certain oh. forums. There was MuggleNet. There's one called Accio Firebolt. You had like a profile, so you went in as a student, and I was clearly I was Ravenclaw, so I went in, and I was just kind of like navigating that, and then you kind of elevate up. They kind of give you levels, so you're a student, and obviously you've been there for long enough, you become a prefect. And then you become head boy or whatever. But there was just like these threads. And I remember like, you just had to jump on and kind of like create the story and enter the story. And I spent far too much time, far too much time in those. Sounds in, fun in though. The, in yeah, so was this when you was like a teenager? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Were you ashamed? No, no, no. <laughs> no, so I think I must have been around 14. Did you know when you're in between books and you're just waiting mm. for the next one to come? Right. Okay, but, okay. But like, even then, like, I used to do a lot of acting growing up. Every improvised scene was a wizard. <laughs> I was a wizard. <laughs> do you want to stop? I always used to do some next thing. Stop it. As, as not me, of, not Hermione, you. You. <laughs> you. <laughs> no. That comes into one of my next questions. What are some of your favourite Harry Potter scenes? Uh, that one, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> not me. Not yeah. me. You. No, yeah. no face, Jay. I don't cry. <laughs> but that's from the Philosopher's Stone. At the end. That's when I knew that Ron, Ron was a star. That's what I mean, was a star, man. <laughs> um, I think my favourite scene from the whole series from the films is when Harry and Hermione are dancing because I was like, what is this? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you can magic everything, but you can't magic up some rhythm. This was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the cinema busting up. It oh was hilarious. I was like, me. what is this? Again, it just shows how white the fandom is. They knew who the music was, so they connected with that immediately. Mm. It's like it's mm. like if we uh, it's like if we watch it and it was black and they put like on some Barry's Hammond or something. Come on, <laughs> some, I uh, feel good. Yeah. Imagine that would bang. Yeah, and they, and they were doing this like that. They'd be like, oh, Barry's Hammond. It's, it's corny, but it is what it is. But 
they knew who that was. I had no idea what music this was. I thought it was made specifically for the for the film. It, it was given Yuletide <laughs> Ball, and I was just like, okay. Very much so. Do you think that scene was needed? Because I don't. Could have been cut. <laughs> a lot of scenes were needed. Should have been in deleted scenes or something. I know, because they, <laughs> like, they could have really just made the film accurate to the books. Yeah. But putting foolishness in there to take up the space of the reel. So, Timmy, what's your, one of your favourite scenes? Favourite scene is when they're in the room of requirement and they're all practising all the spells and stuff. I think my love for Harry Potter has always been down to the magic. That room of requirement scene where they're all practising Expelliarmus and... Uh, like especially Patronum and things like that I just fall in love with that scene every time because it's just like wow magic that's it for me honestly and if not that the scene where Sirius Black finally reveals himself in Prison Azkaban he's like I've done my waiting I've done 10 years in Azkaban I've done my waiting 25 years of it I love that yeah 10 years of it that's it oh my god that was really good that was really good listen I was I was an actor in another lifetime boy that was really good oh my god I was dying that's a good scene what are you Liz do you know what? One of my favourite scenes, and it's a minor one, it's in the final film, Deathly Hallows Part 2, and they're securing the castle. Oh, yeah. Professor McGonagall, yes. she does her yes. spell. I can't remember the spell, but the statues come down. Yeah. yeah. And Locom- they start marching. Yeah. Yeah. Locomotive. Yeah, Locomotive. that's it. Protect us. Because I think it's just the way that the atmosphere builds up with the music, yeah. and they come down and they jump on beat, and yeah, it's sick. Bad girl. That was a bad girl move. That was yeah, thing. trust me. And she's like, I've always wanted to use that spell. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's probably one of my favourite scenes. All right, all right. I think the scene for me is when... <laughs> I love every scene with Voldemort in it. I can't lie. Voldemort kills me. <laughs> what, was it when he arrived in the graveyard? I can touch you. Do you It's the hesitation <laughs> it's between like, the... And he's like... <laughs> 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 like he's proper maniacal. I love when he It's bit where he was like... 13 years it's been <laughs> since I've Start doing that monologue. <laughs> I was dying and I was, he basically was just cussing them all for like not being there for him. For abandoning, And then Peter yeah. Fettigrew was like, I return master. He's like, out of fear. Not yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, nah, this, this is the funniest. Man, read you for film. No, it was, it's the funniest scene because I feel like yeah, that's a good scene. Voldemort, like they tried to make him scary. That's not how I visualise Voldemort in my thing. The interpretation just didn't sit for me. I don't think he was evil enough, in my opinion. He didn't, he didn't frighten me too much. That's what I'm saying. Right. He's supposed to be this mass murderer guy. Don't mm. give a flip. And I know, like, a lot of killers have their rules and things in their heads. That's how some of them work. But he wasn't giving. He was just looking, you know. He's a psychopath, really and truly. Mm. He, he should have been more like Orichimaru. Yes, okay, I feel that, I feel that, okay. From which anime? Oh, uh, so um, see, this is the geek coming or, or, or Orochimaru <laughs> from Naruto. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to... Alex is like, shut the fuck up. I'm like, let me just, let me just Google who this yeah. person is. Orochimaru. I was like, I was writing, is it, is it spelt how it's said? <laughs> did, did I watch Naruto? Anyway. No, no, no. So that's one of my favourite scenes because he was really savage. I feel like he really just came on energy. There was no gratitude. There was nothing. He just said, we're going to duel now. I'm going to kill you now. Everything's going to happen now. And I feel like that's one of the better films, I think. The fourth one. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the better films. That's one of my faves. Mm. I always liked My Die Moody and I always liked that kind of learning about the unforgivable curses and all those different things. Mm -hmm. I really like that scene. 
Yeah, it, took, it took you deeper into the world of magic. Yeah. yeah. Not just from the schoolboy lens that we've had for the yeah. whole period of time yeah, through Harry's runs and Hermione's eyes. Mm. So yeah. it really opened your eyes up to outside of Hogwarts. Magic was fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. no, definitely. I think that's why I like the Prison of Azkaban. I think Prison of Azkaban is probably one of my favourite books and movies because that's when you realise, as you say, Jayanne, that it's actually so much bigger. This thing is much bigger than Hogwarts. I think that's when things start to get darker. Yeah. That's when you realise, yeah, this is some real shit. That's when you start getting into like the realm of the politics and like, mm-hmm. yeah, and, like, absolutely. like it's so much more than just what goes on in Hogwarts. And like, to be honest, the things that go on in Hogwarts are trivial. Exactly. In, in the grand scheme absolutely. of things, like yeah. your little like house stuff and debates and shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing in the grand scheme of things. Like, yeah. I think that's also where I started questioning, like, how's this fourteen-year-old gonna go against Voldemort? Mm. Right. Really, what and right. What are you gonna do, bruv? Like, who are you? Literally. Man's got like, man them, wizard them. Who are you? He's got in wizard prison. He's got wizard them in prison. He busts them all out. Free up Bella. <laughs> oh no, Bellatrix, Bellatrix. Right. I was like, did we do? You say favorite characters? Oh, I don't no. think we, we didn't say favorite characters, no. did we? I think one of my favorite characters has to be Lupin. I think I enjoyed his presence in the books. I think he was good in the films, don't get me wrong. Like, I enjoyed his presence as, like, a calm, paternal figure for Harry in that moment that he needed just, you know? And it's, like, weird timing, was it? Third year, that's what, year nine? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, an interesting yeah. moment for people to just kind of, like, really learning about themselves. And it was really good to have Loop in there. You had a tortured soul <laughs> because of this werewolf business. Yeah, it's between him and Snape. Do you know what? I really love Lupin as a character as well. And looking at his background growing up, if you've read on Pottermore in terms of like his childhood and how he actually got bitten and stuff, like it's a really sad story. My heart just goes out to him. Who plays him in the in the David, movies? David Thewlis. Yeah, I think he really kind of captures the essence of Lupin as a character. But I think in terms of like his actual story, it's probably one of the saddest in terms of the characters in the book. So yeah, my heart just goes out to him. Um, I don't really have... Favourite characters? I think everyone annoys me in some way. Of, <laughs> fair, um, fair. <laughs> I think the person who, or creature, who doesn't annoy me the most is Dobby. Oh. I love Dobby, yeah. really and truly. Dobby nah. was such a pure soul. Everyone else can go suck no matter, but Dobby <laughs> was amazing because I just feel like he was just so kind. Mm. And even More though he babes. made his mistakes... Yeah had the best intentions of everyone at heart and i think oh the other two characters that i love are the twins so okay. fred and george mm. yeah because yeah, yeah. they really yes. added levity to the series which i really enjoyed and it was nice to see comedy and practical jokes done in the wizarding world because it kind of showed you a complete view of the wizarding world not just the dark jury violent stuff that's happening mm-hmm. but also like how wizards have jokes in this world too so i really like those characters actually so to me, character. I, I just because I do love a very good villain. I think Bellatrix Strange is just yeah, like, fantastic in the books and in the films. Like an amazing, amazing villain, better than Voldemort in my personal opinion. Yeah, like, she, she embodies she commits, man. She, she commits. commits. She embodies what I thought would be Voldemort's kind of like persona and demeanor in terms of like being this villainous wizard who mm. goes about does whatever you know. They want to yeah. do. I just feel like, especially in the films, like Helen Bowen Carter does a phenomenal job in just showcasing the manic side to Bellatrix mm-hmm. and and to just showcase that Bellatrix is also like an amazing witch. 
in yeah. her skill. Like she's mm-hmm. not just like evil for the sake of being evil. Like she is skilled in magic. Hands down. Bellatrix. Yes. Mm. Honestly, mm. yes. I completely agree with everything I get you it. said. Uh, her funniest line is when she saw Neville <laughs> and then he's like, Bellatrix the strange. She's like, oh, hey, Neville. How's mum and dad? <laughs> so <laughs> thirsty. She was so rude. <laughs> I was like, oh. No. <laughs> the shade. <laughs> She's a... Deep. The one bit that I really loved is like when her face just changes. Helen does this amazing job when she goes, mm. you filthy awful no, yeah. <laughs> And she just switches. switches. That's where the racism comes out. That's there. it. Yeah. Straight up. <laughs> like it was amazing the way she just transformed into this is evil Bellatrix coming through now. Like she's going into that depth of that character. That was amazing. Mm. She was ready to take off somebody's Such head. Such a good job. Yeah, man. She was on it. Yeah, man. I love up Voldemort. Should we say I feel like them two were sleeping together? Like, you know. Do you know what I thought that too, you know? I thought, I can't lie. I mean. I can't lie. Do you know what? It gave the whole, like, once this is over, I will have you, like, sire. Yeah. Yeah. And even in the films, like when you actually watch their interactions, Voldemort is the only one that Bellatrix will soften to. Like yes. literally everyone else, even the fellow Death Eaters, she's always on crud. But Voldemort, <laughs> she will soften to that guy. Like, nah, they you, definitely were. Man. Have you guys read The Cursed Child or seen the play? Yes. Yeah. I've read, well, read, I say, read on YouTube. Yeah. I've done both. Oh, yeah. I've read it. So they tried to I know the story, yeah. They tried to ting. Um, <laughs> with with, with <laughs> that with that whole Bellatrix Voldemort They did, yeah. Situation. I mean, I could have done without it, to be honest. I'd, I feel like they could have done better with the whole thing. Like, it was just a money grab, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I sure. really hate for when sure. writers do that thing where they go back in the past of an already established series. Like, I think it's such a cop out and it gets so bored so easily. Yep. Mm. So, mm. nah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that leads me on to my question. Like, what are some of the gripes that you have with like, the books? And I think a lot of backstory is missing from the books. And having to go on like websites and blogs and vlogs and everything else to find and read up on backstory isn't always a good thing in my opinion I feel like a lot of context could have been put into the books or a book if need be I don't know in terms of keeping people within the fandom and actually having people enjoy the series I feel like a lot of backstory was missing for a lot of characters that's my main gripe anyway I feel like the power scaling is a bit off as well mm, go on. in terms of like type of series Especially in the films, because like, what's it called? You know when two ones meet and they get the whole like, um, priority oh, yeah. in There we mm. go, there we go. We see that in the film with other wizards. I don't really see why that's a thing. And then we like the last film with um, Mama Weasley defeating Bellatrix, the way she defeated Bellatrix. That didn't make sense to me in any kind of way, manner, shape or form, because Bellatrix should have deaded her and all her children right there and then. <laughs> it's something that happens a lot in films, that like power scaling just kind of goes no, all over the place when it's convenient to the story, isn't it? Mm. But I feel like on the scale of that, though, isn't it? It's like it's all that deeper level stuff, isn't it? It's the the, the power of love and the mother's love. Will, maybe that will win, maybe, that will win yeah, over maybe. anything because she said. Yeah. Remember, she said, "Not my daughter." You bitch. Yeah, you bitch. <laughs> and I was like, my I was like, oh, I bitch. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I kind of agree with what you were saying about the backstories, and that's what the cursed child should have been. Like, it should have been. It shouldn't it even been a play. Been, it shouldn't have been a stage play. Shouldn't no, 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 not at all. And it should have been not an exploration of like a prequel. You know how all like Game of Thrones and stuff are coming out with prequels. Like that's what it could have been. 
Um, and you could have really continued the fandom really strongly in that way. Yeah. And I also think with The Cursed Child, there's the question of like accessibility because actually going to see that play, some right. people might not even actually be able to afford the, the, the ticket yeah. prices. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's in two parts. So, exactly. So I feel like you'll have a great, a good, good portion of the fandom that won't actually be able to see that story. And I just don't think that's right, to be honest. So I feel like they actually could have used a different form of art to actually portray that story. Mm. Agreed. I agree. I didn't understand the play. I felt like it was good to kind of have the what happened 19 years later. It was good to kind of see that pan out, but it's not canon. It doesn't fit. Is it not canon? No, it doesn't make sense. So what's the point? That's exactly it was just like money grab. Well, that's it. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't make sense. I think for me, the worst part of the entire series, in just general, is Eurocentricity of it all. Like, I get it. It's written by a white woman from the UK, etc. But if you're talking about a world of wizardry, then it's about a world, not mm-hmm. just one culture. You know, you have the Patel sisters. Yeah. And you have, you know, like, Kingsley Shacklebolt. What does African magic look like? What does Indian magic look like? How do these cultures intersect? I feel like it was very shallow in that way where everything is very much influenced by medieval England. Definitely. And white Europe. They missed an opportunity when they had the French school and the, I can't remember the names, the French school and the... And Bo the, Batson um, and Durmstrang. Durmstrang, yeah. yeah. When they had them visit the school for the Chinese tournament, they really missed the mark where they could have introduced like a school from Africa or... You know, South America or some China, so somewhere mm. just to add a bit more. She kept it. She kept yeah. it. She kept it European. She kept it European. Very European. Yeah. Um, it's given this idea that magic only really exists right in a European setting. Exactly. Yeah. Especially when you then go to like Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Now you've got magic in the Americas beforehand. So now it's given like, okay, well, only like what white. Yeah. British Europeans had magic, then they brought it over when they colonized America, and it's like. Really? And like, you know that's damn not true. Really? We have Obia, we have Judge. Listen, like, well, hello? This is it. This is it. <laughs> and this is the thing. This is what was irritating because you're right to me. Like, no, there wasn't like an effort put in to rebuilding out the worlds within yeah. the books. Because why are we now being told about the seven wizarding schools across the world and getting all the backstories and that when the opportunity was there to write that in the books and just to continue writing the books instead of tweeting foolishness. Obviously, we learn about Durmstrang and whatnot, but then, you know, the one in Japan, the one in Uganda, the one in Russia, Brazil, all of those places, we didn't see that. You could have really, really brought that to something. Did you know Jamaica has a Quidditch team? Did you know that? But, but we I mean the yeah, broomstick yeah. them Jamaica we have a Quidditch yeah. team hey nothing for selling or they believe come on the flying junkers the flying junkers the flying junkers oh my god do you know what this reminds me of the only time I felt represented was that talking head by Lenny Henry no in stop the, it the night bus you in the bumpy ride in the night bus oh my days did you guys ever play Harry Potter Quidditch World Cup? Yes, I banned that yes, game out. Yes, Jay, yes. What? So that, that game, game was lit at Christmas. That game was lit <laughs> because, because you literally had Quidditch teams from around the world. So you yeah. Had Jamaica, China, I think there was Nigeria, Wales. It really lit. felt like a part of like the world building. And to just kind of have that restricted the game. 
We fully Again. did a World Cup at Christmas. Like fully. we fully got fully, my like, cousins and my friends and we sat sick. there like assigned to a team. You're battling you. Then who goes up to the next bracket? It was so, so dope. I never had that. So good. No, so, so no. good. You have to rely on so many extra things yeah. in order for you to kind of build that world. I know the author has said about the British magic is centered on the Celtic, which is why we have unicorns, which is why we have pixies this is why we have all of those things and dragons are very european as well and all of that so yeah dead but when it comes to <laughs> fantastic beasts yeah like i was that. really i was interested to see how they would expand that and yeah we ended up in america mm. which we are going to get to at some point during this series with conversations around that that particular piece but um as you said and i you know when you find out kingsley shacklebolt went to the resident school in Uganda. I wouldn't even trust the author to be able to actually create like a That's real authentic thing. story around a school in Africa. It's about her actually saying, okay, well, who can I actually work with to actually create this school that is going to be authentic, that's actually going to work? That's when you take people on, you say, okay, I want to create this, but you're going to be the right person to actually help me do that. I wouldn't trust her to actually just do that by herself. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And so As we I- know, she who must not be named, her views are quite <laughs> limited. That's, this is it. This is it. Exactly. So, What's the school in Africa called? How do you actually... Wagadu. Wagadu, that's it. Even, like, reading the kind of background of how they use magic, like, it's so, so skilled. You said they don't even use wands. Like, they actually use their hands to perform. So these are skilled witches and wizards, you know what I mean? As we know, when it comes to magic, that actually, you know, originates from our homelands and where we come from. So that is something that I think would be so affirming for us to see. Even to just touch on that, like, the fact that you know, they use their hands and not wands. It's like, because the only time you ever really see that is with like with Dumbledore. And Dumbledore is known as like- Powerful. Like, best, That's it. Best exactly. wizard of exactly. all time. So then what you're really telling me is that these British Hogwarts kids could never touch- Could never. Guys. Could never. Yeah, because could never. you're, you're there with wands. And what you're they... telling me is that Dean's lost his home source as well, because man should know, like, you don't need That's to it. use a wand, brother. That's it. I would love a back. You just need to shackle course. on the beat or something like That's that. That's it. <laughs> Willy bounce two times. That's literally it. It's channeling Great. the ancestors, isn't it? That's how we do it. It's the way we season our meat and it's the way we perform our magic. Channeling the ancestors. Dean, Dean Thomas should be the most powerful witch in that school. 100. There were so many missed opportunities that, so many. We, that we can, you know, after we have to fill in for ourselves and whatnot. But um, these are questions that you as listeners can kind of bring to us and we could kind of expand and figure out these things as we're on this journey too and we have all our gripes i mean do we want to talk about the author at all is that anything that we want to actually touch on you need to address the elephant in the room and just say like it's a way it's things that we don't support or condone anything that she has said as of recent but at the same time there is still this love for this franchise that she did create it's a difficult space to navigate mm-hmm. personally especially when for someone like me who looks after communities that are affected by her words and actions. It's a bit of a case like, well, do I still claim a love for Harry Potter? Do I claim a love for this franchise and things like that? So I think sometimes I do have doubts about being very vocal about my love for the franchise, but at the same time, it's like, I should be able to separate her from this franchise and this world, yeah. I think what we just need to make clear to the audience is that we are not going to be endorsed by her. Of course. also... As you can see throughout this whole first episode, we are going to actively critique the author and the world that she created also, and that we do not stand by like her remarks. 
but we do love and have love from a young age the world that she created so um it's it is an awkward position to be in and it's it's sad to be honest like it's sad but we can see Mm -hmm. by her book she ain't very open in mind so yeah which is crazy to me because it's like you know you can actually have a whole world of dragons this and this and that but you can't accept people for who they are that's right. So, yeah, I just echo everything that Timmy and Jayanne have said. In no way do, you know, we support her at all. And I think the world has become a lot bigger than her. So I can Absolutely. actually, you know, comment on the wizarding world. And she don't even exist to me as far as I'm concerned. I don't even call the author by name. She's just somewhere, <laughs> somewhere, man. I don't even... White witch! White witch. <laughs> white witch. I'm sorry, I'm loving that. I'm loving that. White it's witch. the white witch for sure. So Don't get me in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so you know that's part, my position. The funniest thing is, you know, like growing up when you're reading these books and you want to kind of meet the author, you want the author to sign your stuff. And do, never. Like, I had no, no never. intention. I, had never, none I stood up outside. I stood up outside shops. I pre-ordered books. I really was just like in the queues at midnight. Like, God bless my mom. She actually humored Aww. me. And I had no intention of this person writing their name in the book. I had no intention. No, no. Everyone's like, oh my God, I met the author. I was like, I don't. Care. Actually, don't Honestly, care. You, I could tell she was bad vibes through the screen. If anything, I wanted the actors to sign my books. Absolutely. Right? Mm. Like... Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about the time when I wrote in because I wanted to audition for a part. Why are you hiding your face? Because, you, like, <laughs> because I always, <laughs> you know what it is. You know what it is. <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> Every year or so when I'm clearing out my room, I find the letter. <laughs> so I sent this letter. It. So basically, so in the fourth book, there's a character. He's a Ravenclaw. You get to the Yule Ball with uh, Fleur Delacour. I think his name's Roger mm. Day. Oh, yeah. Okay. His race was not described. So I wrote a letter stating my case for why I should be Roger Davies and all this oh, different stuff. I love that. Because I used to be like, really trying to find like the addresses to send out to all this stuff. And it's like, I really want to blah, 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 blah. And then... Um, yeah, did they so write said, back? Yeah, they wrote back. And what did I like, say? What did I say? Uh, I'm going to have to find the letter and actually read it out next time. Mm, yeah. But essentially, that, it was a that. really kind letter. It was really like, thank you so much for sending your letter. We really appreciate it. But at this stage, we've found somebody to play the, that character, X, Y, and Z. Mm. Da, 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 da. Is he white? Mm-hmm. Okay. When, I, when I remember watching the film and then seeing the white man in the screen, I was like, look at you, you're crap. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can't even two steps. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, they're like two films behind. So I think it's like Chamber of Secrets. They lied to you, baby. They lied to you. <laughs> <laughs> they lied to you straight. They lied to you. They I were like, like, no, I'm not I like, you. If I get in early enough, I could get in on the thing. And then like, yeah, no, that just didn't happen. So what do we want to see in the future of the fandom and the podcast? And kind of where do we want to go with it? I want to talk about a lot of like very nuanced things that I think would have not been discussed within the realm of Harry Potter. I want to talk about like magic in regards to things like just give teasers, like things like sex, things like you know, you know, like uh, like, I want to talk about politics. I want to talk about magic during the era of like you know black enslavement and in like other historical moments like Abe Lincoln's assassination, freaking Who killed Kennedy. Know, World War One, <laughs> World War Two. Because as far as we're concerned, magic only really existed in the times of like Harry Potter and then Fantastic Beasts. There's at least like a thousand years of magical history that hasn't been documented. So I want to talk about that. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to like merge the wizarding world with our worlds as we know it and actually think about some of the theories and how we would use magic for kind of everyday things and really just writing ourselves into a story that has long erased us from it. 
I mean, I can't really add on to that, to be honest. I agree with everything that you've said. I'm just excited to see how the stuff that we come up with, the jokes that we'll make. I feel like we'll just have such fun. Like, also making up spells. Like, what kind of spells? Oh, yeah. All that kind of stuff. So, um, Jayanne is good with the making up the spells. Yes, yeah. Negro Revelio. <laughs> Negro Revelio. Jayanne got a whole library of spells there, boy. <laughs> I've been using them in real life. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm interested in... Um, the characters and because we only focused in on harry and the trio the golden trio and then like the kind of external characters like neville dean and all those people there and you know Ginny. and i'm thinking like all of that i would love to know what it's like if we were in there and we were like part of the school and we were just sitting there watching these people. Because I, know, but I know. Look at I know. this idiot going to the Chamber of Secrets. Like, just... <laughs> I, I like, who, told, who told him to go to the third floor with them? With them, with them, with them you, literally. Like, who sent you, fam? Who sent you? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I can't lie. I can imagine myself on the Sylvan side watching Harry, Ron, Hermione, and fucking Neville get all them points after the first year. I'll be like, what chess game? Who's playing yeah. chess, crap? <laughs> Where are you, man, playing chess and you get 50 points for chess? Nah, 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 nah. They, they, they would have heard about me. I was thinking about, I was thinking about this because I was just like, literally, so, like, Hermione's getting points for logic and I'm sitting at the Ravenclaw table and we're all looking Listen. at each other like... Oh. We're just like... Favoritism, long we're just time. Like, we're like, hold on, what? Man got 10 points for standing up to his friends. It's a great what? deal of courage to stand up to your friends. Nah, Dumbledore was there. Dumbledore, nah, he, nah, he was nah. he was moving mad with that one. Favoritism. Moving mad with that one. Favoritism. Obsessed with that. Who are the school governors? Where are they? Lucius like, Malfoy. Lucius Malfoy. Oh lord, man. yeah, I forgot about oh, that. Oh, listen, forgot listen, about that. Listen. I'm like Malfoy. Go talk to your dad, bro. Yeah, like, what's going on? What do you mean? I do feel like deeper character kind of discussions because I do want to talk about Lucius Malfoy. Lucius was funny. There was a certain thing about him I found really interesting. We'll go into all of that as we we go. So we'll be on in the places that, that need to be. So that's what Instagram, TikTok and then Mandel. Mischief managed. Mm-hmm. Mischief, Mischief managed. managed. Thank you for listening to Wizard Dem. If you want to connect with us on socials, make sure you head over to Instagram, Twitter and TikTok at Wizard Dem Pod. If you want to send in your emails for Howladem, where you can email us anything to do with the franchise, theories, characters you hate, questions you have for the podcast, questions you have for the fandom, please send it over to wizarddempod at gmail.com. Until then, as we said, mischief managed.